Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadeen. Today is Friday, December 1st. Coming up, the most treasured element of what's considered the greatest jazz concert ever is the centerpiece of Kansas City's American Jazz Museum. I mean, it's made out of 1950s cheap plastic, you know, (laughs) and uh, he didn't miss a beat. The strange saga of Charlie Parker's plastic saxophone revived on a new album. Plus, talking about climate change can feel like an uphill battle when your audience is skeptical of the science. In the Midwest and Great Plains, the resistance has pushed climatologists and meteorologists out of the field. It was, you know, I don't need to hear your liberal conspiracy theories on our air. Take the politics out of your forecast. We'll hear about the tough conditions facing climate science communicators. But first, some headlines. Community leaders and protesters rallied outside a Shawnee Mission School District building yesterday afternoon to decry a racist attack against a black female student. KCUR's Lawrence Brooks IV reports. Have our backs! Have our backs! The video that sparked the protest has showed a white male Shawnee Mission East student using a racial slur and physically assaulting a black female classmate. The female student, Brianna Brown, showed up to the protest alongside a large crowd of students and parents. She said the school needs to enforce harsher consequences for racist behavior. He should never put his hands on me and that he should take a lesson from this. I think he should be expelled and shouldn't be around the school at all. The male student has been charged with felony aggravated battery. Six close contacts of an Olathe Northwest High School student have tested positive for tuberculosis. Johnson County's health department tested more than 300 of about 450 identified close contacts at clinics in October and November. Department Director Charlie Hunt says all six cases are latent, meaning they pose little risk of transmission to the public. It really does take close personal prolonged contact. For example, just being out in public uh, or being in the same room with someone is not enough transmitted. If left untreated, about 5 to 10 percent of latent cases become active and contagious. The department is providing antibiotics to those who test positive. Kansas City Mayor Quinton Lucas introduced an ordinance yesterday to prevent landlords from refusing to rent to tenants using federal housing vouchers. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal reports the city council will vote on the measure on a future date. The proposed policy would ban landlords from discriminating against potential renters based on how they pay rent, which can include a housing voucher or other form of government assistance. The policy would also prohibit landlords from using credit scores or previous evictions against a tenant. Alicia Jenkins is a member of the citywide tenant union KC Tenants. She says the policy would have helped her years ago. We don't deserve to be discriminated against. We deserve to have equal opportunity as everyone else does. Several council members have already signed on to support the ordinance. We'll be back after this. This podcast is looking for good deals on great food, but sometimes we need to grab a bite late at night. What are some of your favorite late night happy hours in the KC Metro? Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. 
The American Jazz Museum's centerpiece, a plastic saxophone played by Charlie Parker, is back in the spotlight. A reissue of a 70-year-old performance featuring the unlikely instrument was just released. Here's Bill Brownlee for KCUR. It's been called the greatest jazz concert of all time. Yet, as it transpired, the 1953 performance seemed like an unmitigated disaster. A lavish repackaging of the event was released last month by Kraft Recordings, featuring Kansas City's greatest contribution to jazz, Charlie Parker. The one-off concert at Massey Hall featured five primary architects of bebop, trumpeter Dizzy Gillespie, Bud Powell on piano, bassist Charles Mingus, Max Roach on drums, and Charlie Parker playing a plastic saxophone. Parker's addiction and the long-standing mental health issues that Powell faced complicated the concert, says Doctor of Ethnomusicology Dina Bennett, interim director of the American Jazz Museum. There were so many things that went wrong during that night. It really wasn't well attended. Charlie Parker had pawned his saxophone, so he was given the plastic saxophone to play. He was late. Bud Powell had been released from the hospital. Dizzy Gillespie was running behind stage to listen to the um, boxing match between, um, I think, Rocky Marciano and Joe Walcott. And then they kept going across the street to the Silver Tavern for drinks. The problems continued after the show. Most of the musicians' checks bounced, and even worse, the recording failed to pick up Mingus's bass. After being persuaded not to destroy the tapes, Mingus overdubbed his instrument. In spite of, and perhaps partly in recognition of, these obstacles, the Penguin Guide to Jazz calls the concert a remarkable experience not to be missed. That's why Congressman Emanuel Cleaver the mayor of Kansas City at the time, huddled with officials and civic leaders in 1994 when the plastic sax was auctioned by Christie's in London. It was at uh, 3 a.m. in the morning that we met in uh, the office at the church I pastored at the time. The the, the opening bid uh, was Uh, $5,000. I remember clearly uh, because I thought, oh, you know, uh, the saxophone probably cost $199, uh, but, you know, we, we got some historic value here, so $5,000 is is nothing. Before I knew it, we were up to $75,000. Cleaver's winning bid was $144,000. Buying that sax was the, the coup d'etat uh, for, for Kansas City. And of course, now it's not controversial. Now everybody comes into the museum and everybody who, uh, you know, steps foot in there wants to see the number one thing, Charlie Parker's plastic sax. He was doing things with that saxophone that probably only a few people on the planet could do. It's our significant um, artifact that we have in the collection. And it's something of Charlie Parker's. And he played it with the dexterity and the genius that he played his brass saxophone. That's Dina Bennett again. I mean, it's made out of 1950s 
cheap plastic, you know, <laughs> and uh, he didn't miss a beat. Parker would be dead within two years. The one-of-a-kind performance comes through more clearly than ever on Hot House, the complete Jazz at Massey Hall recordings. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Bill Brownlee. Talking about climate change can be a tough job. That's especially true in places where audiences may be more skeptical of climate science. Climatologists and meteorologists across the Midwest and Great Plains say they're facing stress, burnout, and sometimes even death threats. Harvest Public Media's Elizabeth Rembert reports. Back in 2021, Chris Gloniner was excited to start his new job as chief meteorologist at KCCI, a TV station in Iowa. He was moving from Boston to Des Moines to connect the dots between daily weather and climate change trends. It's something he'd honed over more than 15 years as a TV meteorologist, like when he covered flooding in New Hampshire. What's causing it? It's a combination of rising sea level and astronomically high tide. In Iowa, it got some viewers grumbling. It was, you know, I don't need to hear your liberal conspiracy theories on on our air. Take the politics out of your forecast. That wasn't surprising. He expected pushback. I just didn't expect the magnitude at the time and how quickly it went off the rails. In summer 2022, Gloniner started receiving a steady flow of harassing emails. In one, the sender asked for his address and said, We conservative Iowans would like to give you an Iowan welcome you will never forget. Glonginer had security, but says he still felt unsafe. You don't, you never know what hill somebody is willing to die on. Eventually, it became too much. After two years in Iowa, Gloniner moved back to the East Coast to be closer to his family and take a consulting job focused on climate solutions. While resistant voices can be loud, 90% of Americans are still open to learning about climate change, according to Ed Maybach with the Center for Climate Change Communication at George Mason University. Maybach says research shows people value hearing about climate change from trusted sources like meteorologists and climatologists. Even in very conservative communities across America, their audiences have responded with overwhelming appreciation for the effort they're making. But skepticism and hostility from the minority can be a challenge for people on the front lines of climate communication, especially in conservative states. I talked to climatologists and meteorologists in seven states who have encountered strong resistance. Like Melissa Widhelm, who spent years presenting the science to communities in Indiana. Every time you went out, you just weren't sure what you were going to get. You know, you always went in having to mentally prepare yourself that somebody could be there to cause trouble or not engage in a civilized way. In Nebraska, that became too exhausting for Martha Durr, who recently resigned as the state's climatologist. She says she didn't feel she had anything left to give the job. I went to school to become a scientist, and what I found myself doing the most of in this role is almost being a therapist and helping people through climate change. For nearly eight years, she tried to be empathetic and meet people where they were when it came to climate change. She pointed out local impacts that people could see in their own backyards. 
it was discouraging when her careful consideration ran into a wall of resistance. It gets tiring trying to convince people that science is real. And this is a fact. It isn't, it isn't a point of debate. If you want to do that, you, you can go talk to somebody else. But I'm not at a place where I want to keep doing this. When it gets tough for Melissa Widhelm, she thinks it might be easier in a more liberal state. But then she tells herself, There's nowhere else that is more important to do this work than right here in Indiana, because otherwise it would not be talked about at all. In Iowa, Chris Gloniner saw how much people appreciated his work. After he talked about the harassment on air, he received hundreds of messages from grateful viewers, which he printed out into a thick manuscript. You were very honest in discussing climate change, which I appreciated. So sorry that you were harassed by the extremists out there. Fort Dodge, Iowa. He hopes someone else will help Iowa viewers understand climate change. I'm Elizabeth Rembert, Harvest Public Media. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including KCUR. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Elizabeth's story about climatologists and Bill's story about Charlie Parker's saxophone, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. If you want to support our show, we'd really appreciate you leaving us a review so we can reach new listeners. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org radioactive. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.